0: Let's check in once again with the Vancouver Suns' Vaughn Palmer with his take
1: on the day's headlines. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Jill. And this is just one of those days where those of us in the news media, you don't have to do anything more than just quote what they say <laughs> and let them talk themselves into trouble.
0: That's yes. certainly the case
1: with this David Eby story.
0: Right. So he uh, was talking and and we mentioned this earlier, he did come out and say, well, I, I perhaps didn't <laughs> show the urgency and didn't quite mean that. But he uh, said he's frustrated that things are taking so long.
1: Yeah. So, I, I mean, he is making an observation that those of us who cover the government have noticed too. NDP has a five-month-long leadership race that, that was their decision. They set the rules in July, and the leader isn't announced till December. But, you know, e b s pointing out, which is true, that there are a lot of problems out there that need solving, and the government isn't able to solve them as quickly as it would with under a new leader. So, true, but the reason that He's not being crowned leader in October is because there's another candidate in the race. And this is where he talks himself into trouble. He says, you know, it's frustrating because obviously she, meaning Angela Aperturei, uh, is the only other candidate, which means, assuming I'm successful, it delays moving into the office by several months. And I see some profound challenges that need some urgent responses. So, you know, there's a lot of... Pushback on social media over that because it's doesn't a very democratic comment. It sounds like he sees her the way he said it as more of a nuisance, challenging him because he expects to win, and all she's doing is stringing out the process so he can't get on to deal with these urgent problems.
0: Which in itself, too, is, and Gordon MacDonald, we were discussing this earlier, he's talking about the urgency and these urgent problems. Are there new things that I missed that just happened since the leadership race started? Because he's been the AG when these problems were there.
1: Yes, this is fair comment. And I noticed that uh, Appadurai, when these comments were reported by my colleague, Katie DeRosa in the Vancouver Sun yesterday, so she posted this story in this interview, and Apatowai's response is, hey, you've been government for five years. And the party, she says, the party membership is halved. They've lost 9,000 members while they're in the NDP while they're in office. So a delay of a few months is, is worth it to give the party a chance to change course because she's not... This is not a particularly friendly leadership race. It's not collegial. She says David Eby's the establishment. She says a whole bunch of new Democrats have given up on the party because it's getting it wrong, and she's challenging the party on a bunch of fundamental issues. So, yeah, I, I think it's fair comment on her part to, for to say, "Hey, I'm 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 not the problem here. I'm saying the party needs to change direction to." attract younger uh, voters and to attract the the 9,000 people who left and it is not very democratic to say, hey, uh, come on I want to get on with governing and um you know, uh, you're just holding things up. And, and I think there's been some fairly strong pushback on social media on this. I think the reason E.B. realized he had to clarify his situation is because there's a lot of people saying, oh, gee, it sounds like maybe the party establishment is more worried about to ride than letting on, because the, these comments suggest that, you know, as they say, all she is is a nuisance. She's just standing in the way of a coronation.
0: Right and and the irony and I think you pointed this out as well the irony of if we look back at David EB uh, the previous David EB the civil liberties David EB he may have been more similar to her
1: he did acknowledge that a younger David Eby might be running for the leadership from the position she's running from, because, you know, she's she's the activist. She said this, too. She said, you know, David Eby was the activist and the insurgent in the party way back, you know, when he first got elected to the legislature in in 2013, beating Christy Clark in her own riding, uh, and now he's the establishment. I mean, that's fair comment. And the... It's a story of what happens when you go into government and you discover that problems are a hell of a lot harder to fix than opposition parties realize. I mean, that's part of reality. But, yeah, it's it's fair comment to say that. And I think uh, some, you know, again, you look at the feedback on social media on this, they're saying this is kind of the dark side of David Eby. You know, is not very democratic. He just wants to get on with fixing the problems. Uh, He doesn't particularly want to hear from party members. And as I said, he, 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 as you noted, he did come back and say, okay, you know, um, I actually welcome her presence in the race, which he did when she first announced, and I think she's adding to the debate, and I'm just, um, you know, concerned about the urgency of the problems that need to be solved out there, and... I didn't put it very well when I talked to the Vancouver Sun yesterday. So I will give him, I will give him credit for one thing. Uh, he did not claim he was misquoted no. by the Vancouver Sun reporter. And, and, you know, we hear this so often with politicians. Like, oh, well, you know, I was taken out of context and misquoted. No, he admits right up front that, uh, yeah, his, uh, his, he, he expressed himself poorly and created a problem for himself. So, you know, I guess that's all you can say. You go out into the field, you're running for the leadership, um you know, the thing you just said, Joe, is true, too. You, you've you been in government for five years. Uh, you know, the the old uh, liberal line, uh, the uh, the NDP line, when you first got into office, is, well, these are problems we inherited from the liberals. Okay, well, but you've been in government for five years. Now, well, you know, these things need urgent solutions. Well, you were at the cabinet table up until the middle of July. Uh, what were you doing to get these urgent solutions solved? Because you were in charge of housing. You were the attorney general, you were members of cabinet committees, you had the ear of all your colleagues. So now, you know, you're out there running for the leadership and suddenly you're going, gee, there's all these challenges that need to be fixed. It's like, it's not like he's coming from outside.
0: (laughs) No, and I also question this whole, this idea of urgency. If we all remember the news conference, we have a huge conference, a huge announcement when it comes to crime and this revolving door of repeat offenders. Tune in, we're going to make this big announcement. The announcement was we've appointed two people to look at it. I mean, it wasn't at all what we were expecting. And if that's, The idea of urgency, well, maybe not.
1: They're going to kick the can down the road. He, He now is an advocate of involuntary treatment of overdose victims. Well, again, they brought in legislation to do that for younger overdose people before the 2020 election when the Greens wouldn't vote for it. Uh, they called an election and said, "This is why we this, this this arrangement with the Greens it just didn't work anymore. We need a mandate. They got a mandate. They're the majority government. They have the votes to put it through." Ebe's the attorney general and the government's constitutional law expert and advisor. They don't bring in the bill. They don't bring back the bill because we're told, "Oh well, we decided it was unworkable." So again, you know, Rai is doing a good job of saying, "Hey, you're the government now, right?" <laughs> You've got a five-year record. You're accountable for that. You can't go out as, and say, well, on day one... No radical changes. And then on day two, start saying, well, I'd change this, and I'd change this, and I'd change this, and I wish we could get on with dealing this, and come on, time, the clock's running. Let's get going on this. It's, there's a contradiction here in David Eby's position that one clarification and one admission that he phrased it poorly doesn't really resolve.
0: Uh, what do you think this says, then, about uh, his leadership style or what we can expect, even uh, talking about uh, the BCGEU and the job action now?
1: Well... John Horgan's uh, popularity partly resided just on his charm and his populist style, but he was also very good at delegating and he encouraged a lot of team play among his MLAs, and he didn't mind others in the government taking credit for things, to a degree, you know, and that's not common among premiers. David Eby is known as a guy who's very, very smart. Once he's made up his mind, he's ready to go and do it, Uh, but he's not so much the same kind of team leader as Horgan. so... Jill, I think this does raise the question that you've just asked about what does this say about the style of leadership that E.B. will bring? And maybe he is more of a, he'd hate me for saying this, the Gordon Campbell kind of premier, which is once Gordon Campbell had made up his mind what was to be done, he just did it. He he was not somebody who needed to... have a big team behind him on it. He had power was very narrowly held in his office by him and just a, a key group of staffers, and even some cabinet ministers discovered when Campbell gave a speech what the government was actually going to be doing.
0: Yeah, you're right. I don't think he would like that comparison, but it's a, a fair one to make, definitely. All right, uh, Vaughn, we're going to leave it there for yep. today. Oh, okay, sorry.
1: Oh. <laughs> I wasn't uh, but, sure if we were yeah. if we were moving on or if I had misspoke myself. No, 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 and, not uh, at all. No, and, but I, and thrown you under the bus. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad that uh, I didn't do that. No,
0: nope, not at all. <laughs> Thanks, we'll, Jill. We'll talk more BCGEU. Uh, so much else going on. We'll save that for tomorrow, Vaughn. Thank you. Thank you. That Bye-bye. is Vaughn Palmer with The Vancouver Sun.